0: Hello and welcome to The Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Friday, October the 17th. This week we discuss migraine, linked to a comment in this week's issue. Before that, a few other content highlights. Now, diabetic retinopathy remains a leading cause of visual loss among people of working age. The direct studies, two of them published in this week's issue, shows that treatment with the anti-diabetic drug Candesartan can increase regression of retinopathy among people with type 2 diabetes and reduce the incidence of diabetic retinopathy among people with type 1 diabetes. Both these studies followed up patients for four years and were published online a couple of weeks ago. At the end of the year Peter Piot will step down as Executive Director of UNAIDS, a position he has held since the inception of this UN agency back in 1995. So in this week's lead editorial we take a close look at the four candidates in line to succeed him. But no, we don't stick our neck out this time with a preferred candidate. We'll uh, let you be the judge of who your favourite one is. And back in research, we discuss the troubling infectious disease of extremely drug-resistant tuberculosis, or XDRTB, this time in a Russian setting with research data from Tomsk. But back to the main feature this week, migraine. In this week's issue, we publish a comment basically providing a kind of update on where research has got to in migraine. Earlier, I spoke to one of the authors of the comment, Professor Stephen Silberstein, from Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia in the United States. And I began by asking him to refresh our minds with some basic epidemiology concerning migraine.
1: Migraine is extraordinarily common throughout the world. In the United States, it's estimated that about 18% of women and 6% of men had a migraine attack in the past year. In addition to that, if you're a woman aged 40, the chances of you having a migraine attack in the past year is about 1 in 4.
0: And in terms of recent developments in migraine research, you touch in the comment about links with cardiovascular disease. Can you just comment about that?
1: Two large population-based studies have shown that migraine with aura with a risk factor for myocardial infarction, coronary revascularization, and deaths from ischemic cardiovascular disease. It's interesting that migraines, particularly those with aura, had an increased likelihood of unfavorable cholesterol profile, high blood pressure, and a parental history of early myocardial infarction.
0: You discuss some genetic associations and familial uh, migraine as well.
1: The hemiplegic migraine is defined as a patient where the attacks of migraine associated with motor weakness, who has a first-degree relative with a similar disorder. Until recently, we knew there were two types of familial hemiplegic migraine, and recently we've discovered a third type. What's important to realize is that all these types increase the excitability of neurons in the brain, the third type actually being due to a missense mutation in a sodium channel, which increases neuronal excitability.
0: And what do we know about the underlying physiology of what happens in migraine?
1: We believe migraine is a disorder of the central nervous system. It's due to increased excitability of neurons and glia in the brain. The headache itself is due to activation of the nerves surrounding the meninges and blood vessels, producing a so-called sterile inflammatory process. This accounts for the throbbing nature of migraine pain and its aggravation by movement.
0: And what about preventative treatment, particularly if you know you are at risk of migraine, or you can pick up the signs. Presumably, if you suffer from migraine with aura, you're going to get some kind of indication that the migraine is about to kick in. Is there anything you can do about it?
1: There are two types of treatment for migraine, acute treatment and preventative treatment. What's the new concept is what we call preemptive treatment. Preventative treatment is generally taken days or weeks or months on end. Preemptive treatment is if you know you're going to get a migraine attack, what can you take immediately? For example, there's certain patients who have an aura of migraine it might take an over the counter non-steroidal or aspirin to prevent them from actually getting a headache.
0: In terms of treatment options, once migraine has manifested itself, there are many ways of treating migraine. What, what's the, the latest thinking in the way it should best be managed?
1: Currently, a new drug in the United States has been developed, which is a combination product of sumatriptan and naproxen sodium, which has been shown to be superior to the components. On the horizon are an entire new class of drugs calcitonin gene-related peptide or CGRP antagonist which actually antagonize the action of a neuropeptide CGRP which is involved in the pathogenesis of migraine.
0: So what stage are these drugs at in terms of development?
1: These drugs are now in phase 3 trials which have been completed and are waiting approval throughout the world by the regulatory agencies.
0: So they could be months or a year or so away?
1: We suspect that they'll be available within the year or two.
0: What other future research priorities do you think there are in the next five to 10 years?
1: We clearly need better preventative medication. We need medications that work in patients with cardiovascular risk factors. That seems to be one of the advantages of the CGRP antagonist. Independent of that, only about 60% of patients will get relief when treated during a severe migraine attack. So we need additional more potent, more effective medication.
0: Professor Silberstein, it's a very interesting comment. Thank you very much indeed for talking to The Lancet.
1: You're very welcome. My pleasure.
0: Much more next week. Thanks for listening.